Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Okay, guys. Hi. Good morning. We have uh, Rolly as usual. Hello. And on the line, it's Merv. Hi, Merv. Good morning. How are you going? Good, good. How are your termites? Yeah, let's not go there. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> so, um, guys, we saw all, all together, we saw uh, Bohemian Rhapsody a couple of nights ago. Um, what did you guys make of it? Shall I, I mean, everybody knows what this is about. Do I need to even, you know. Well, I, this is a biopic. Yeah. Um, it's a film about the history of Queen, really, mm-hmm. centred largely around um, Freddie Mercury, and it's a film that really hinges, um, the whole film hinges on the on the Live Aid concert, actually. Yeah, yeah, aims uh, towards 1985. that. 1985. Mm. Yes. Um, you think it's a bit of a puff piece for Freddie? Puff. Hmm. Is that a vague, it sounds like a vaguely homosexual <laughs> No, it's reference. not even, no, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, it's, it, it, it's pretty much a hagiography, you know, like there's, there's you're, nothing, you're hitting me with words I don't understand. Tell me more. The, basically, they're colouring him in the greatest light that they can. Because they're mates, they're, you know, it's Roger and, and uh, Brian. What do you think, Merv? Um, no, I think they show him as a, a lonely, flawed character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I presume we're getting on to movie versus real life later on. Probably. Um, yeah, so I think there was a few little... Yeah, I'm not too sure if they did show them in the best light, as you are saying. Mm. I think, yeah, I've heard this complaint, though, from a few quarters that it's a it's a very sanitised version. That's what I'm getting of, at. Of yeah. Freddie. What do you want? You know, do we, you know, you, you, do you need to see him banging five dudes a night? Or, or, or snorting loads of coke snort, or something? You know. They, well, there was hints, It's wasn't not the there, film's yeah. job to do that. Yeah. I think. I think the imagination does much better at doing that job. The film's job was to tell the yeah. story, and I think it did that really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no qualms about that. There were people saying it's it's not challenging enough, but I mean, you know, it's uh, what what else do they want? They, I don't it's think clean. they. Yeah, I, I heard that that initially they were they were going to sort of sanitize the homosexuality part because of the Mary character and how big a part she played in it. Well, that was surprising that. And that, but she was part of real life as yeah, well. Yeah, that's he true. He really was. Yep. You know, and I saw an interview with him just yesterday doing mm-hmm. some research where he said, "Oh," and it was at, at the stage where he had the short hair and the mo, and he right. was saying, "Oh, I'd like children if you know if I met the right girl." Oh, okay. You know, so yeah. he was even saying that at yeah in quite a serious fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they they possibly wanted to. This is Roger and Roger Taylor and Brian May. I think they probably wanted to talk more about. The music themselves and themselves. No, not so much. They 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 could have gone more on themselves. They really wanted the, to focus on Freddie. The I only think. point I think they might have pushed into that territory mm. a little bit with, uh, was uh, Brian May's um, "We Will Rock You." It's like they needed to say, you know, that clap at uh, the beginning of Re- "We Will Rock You." Yeah, I did that. That was Brian, right? <laughs> and we're going to show the whole world how I came up with that. Yeah, but, simple clap. But then, then there's the part where Deacon, who's pretty much a maligned member of Queen, most people go, "Who's that guy?" Oh, he's the bass player. Yeah, mm. when he's showing people how he's written this bass riff for another one bites of dust, and people are saying, "Oh, yeah, that was another. Honest. That was another similar yeah. moment." Yeah, yeah. But but Deacon hasn't had much to do with this film, so I think they were sharing the 
the praise and the love around the band. Yeah, okay. Okay, maybe Which I'm is just how being it a, should be, a bit nasty to Brian then, maybe. He, he's, he's great. Come on. Great and guitarist. I think that, um, that scene when they're in the, um, their manager's office where everything should be marked as written by Queen. Yeah. You know, which I don't think ever happened. No, that did. That, uh, that actually did. I, I, I was reading something about this. When oh. he came back, they, they decided to have – it'd be previously all the credits were mm. individual writers, but after that it was written by Queen, so – uh, yeah, my, I did, most of the better. things, and in fact, I came out of the film thinking some of the timeline for the songs was wrong, but actually, I was wrong. I double-checked that. Remember we were talking about that? No, but there's quite a few mm. timeline errors. Apparently. A couple, but not yeah. n- not as many as I thought there might be. And yeah. does it does it matter? Not really. Merv, what do you think? Um, I think some of them do matter in the sense, I guess it's a question, you know, are you commenting on this as a piece of film, you know, a good, well-told film story? Mm. Um, or are you saying, is it meant to be a representation of what happened? Because clearly that's untrue. Um, there's the whole issue of, um, you know, purporting that, you know, this was Freddie's last big performance before because he just found out he had AIDS and everything like that. He didn't find out for another two years, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that whole face, false, false drama, the whole false drama of, you know, had Queen broken up and they're only coming back together for just this big event. They never broke up. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. Was, I think this was the second or third time he'd gone off and done solo yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like something unusual. That's right. They were they were aiming for a bit of dramatic impact, I suppose, in those cases. So yeah, there are a couple of juggles time wise. Yeah. I, I kind of feel yeah. that if you want reality, though, uh, watch a documentary. You know, this is a mm. film, mm. and is it possible that this is a film about something that's even bigger than Queen itself? Like, is this a film about the whole genre of rock and roll and and the whole idea of the icon and I kind of look at it as Freddie was presented as such an, an icon and it's a golden age of a rock and roll mm. that we're talking about. There's never going to be other st- bigger star, a bigger star in, in the world. I don't think mm. that's going to have as much influence on the, on the following generation as stars like Freddie and Bowie mm-hmm. and the bigger, the bigger names of that era, because yeah. things have changed so much now. I'm not sure that, that, um, uh, you know, that Bruno Mars, as great as he is, I'm not sure that he's going to influence the whole world as much as someone like Freddie Mercury did in that time. You know, mm. Freddie Mercury is the archetype and and mm. other stars of that era are archetypes in a very unique way to that era. Yeah. And I'm, I, that, I think that makes... Grumpy old ben. And I think that makes <laughs> this film about something that is actually bigger than Queen. It's about a phenomenon that was happening and that will yeah, actually be yeah. looked at I remember when bands used to sell records. Yeah. And, and what a yeah. strange time that was. Yeah, that's right. And they had so much power. I mean, Jimmy Page, you know, kidnapped a, a 14-year-old girl and got, and got away with it. Jesus, yeah. Um, you know, in, in the United States. And no, nobody bats an eyelid about yeah. it, even now, because he's such an icon. Mm-hmm. And all these things that rock stars could get away with then, yeah. it's, it's extraordinary. Um, do you think it's because... Back then, 70s, like when they were touring after their first or second album, um, there wasn't – it was word of mouth. There was no social media to, to say, look, look at these guys. We'll film this and we'll send it around the world. People were hearing about this band and thinking, well, we've got to catch them. Maybe it's that there's a, more of a mystique then. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely more of a mystique in some ways. Hmm. Oh, I, I disagree a bit. I, I think the papers were constantly after um, Freddie and his lifestyle. And yeah, you know, we've been very judgmental and everything like that at the time. Obviously, yeah. we're all 
quite young, so we probably missed a lot of that, plus being in Australia. Yeah. But, but I think the British papers, you know, were, did kind of chase them a lot. And so I think it's just, it gets that a lot more easier. But I think the papers were after after Queen. Oh, of course. You know, Tabloids. But yeah. I think part of the difference, though, Merv, I think is, mm. you know, Freddie didn't have Twitter to get on there and have a direct relationship with his fans, which, mm. you know, I think he no. prob- probably would have loved that. You know, well, he was he was relatively um, cosseted, you know. He didn't didn't get much. He didn't interview too many. Didn't do too many interviews, you know. So that's part of the irony of him as a character is yeah. he was such an introvert as right, well, and right. so yeah. the lack of confidence. Although I did think the teeth were a bit much in the beginning. <laughs> Those teeth in the beginning, it was like he had a bigger set, and then they they made it. And they shaved him down a bit or something. Yeah, mm. no, that was apart from that. Like, like, let's get on to the the, the actors. I, I think they were all. Spot on. I, I've seen a lot of Queen um, video in my time, and I, especially Deacon, he looked spot yeah. on. And Brian May did well. I mean, they, they, the likenesses were incredible. It really highlights yeah. the importance of casting to me, mm. and how important casting is mm-hmm. in a film, and it can really make or break something. I think I'm glad Sasha Baron Cohen wasn't Freddie. I think yeah. he, the guy, did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, Rami Malek, yeah. Uh, one thing Merv said, you remember, I think you were talking about the height difference. It did That was a little bit jarring. I think Freddie was yeah. a fair bit taller than this geezer, but, ah, you know, no no harm. Yeah. Mm. Um, it. Yeah, I'll admit, he's, he just lacked that physical presence. I mean, he was great. Mm. But, all, but at the very end when they're doing the live aid, yep. didn't notice. No, that, no, no. I'm going to say. That was a fantastic scene, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. that was just a fantastic sequence. And, yep. um, I think Raleigh said you were afraid of like, oh, how long is this going to go for? But you just got fucked up. Yeah, I just wanted and, it to do the whole know, the whole 20. It was about a 20-minute. Was it about 20? What would, was it the whole set? I'm not sure. It was a Did they actually a, go through every song? Not sure. I'll, I'll go back and check out Apparently the actual that, line. Apparently that scene mm. was the first scene they filmed. Really? For the movie. Okay. Um, and I saw an interview with Rummy where he was mm-hmm. saying the theory was – if he can't pull this off, then they'll all, they'll all pack up and go home early. <laughs> well, this has had this has been like ten or twelve years in the making. This film, they've had a few changes. They were going to have Ben Wishaw, you know that guy. No. He plays Q in the yep. new Bond films, and oh, he's, okay. I think he's Paddington's voice as well. I so, think that would have been a bit of a misstep. And Rami Malek, he was his other well-known role <clears> is uh, <throat> in Mr. Robot, yeah, I've which n- I don't watch. Never seen that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they play. Yeah, that was good. It was very good casting, and finally it got to it. They did have to fire the director, Brian Singer, just before the end of the shoot. Ooh. So Dexter Fletcher came oh. in for a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, they, they had to fire him. They had Why? to fire him. Yeah, there are conflicting arguments about this. Apparently, he was just being a bit flippant, like he wasn't turning up on time for things, oh. and he, he was having some fights with some of the crew and cast, and so, so he was, being a bit of a queen. Uh, exactly. From the sounds of yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe he was getting too involved in it. He's being a bit. A bit Mercury-like, you know. But it seemed that you didn't really notice that, of course. I, mean, I think that the actor, I heard an interview with Malik and he said if it was early on in the piece, it might have been a bit troublesome, but they'd almost, you know, they only had a week to shoot and they were all, they all knew what they had to do anyway, so no real yeah. dramas. Did you did you have any favourite moments in the film, Merv? Um, the end, definitely, the whole Live Aid um, concert, I thought was, you know, barring of that, some of those stupid scenes in the pub where everyone's holding hands and going on. Yeah, that was a silly. Um, um, but, yeah, I think that bit really, but, uh, it was, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I mm. said I find most bio, 
pitch to be 30 minutes too long. Um, they tend to become a bit too self-indulgent. But mm-hmm. this one felt reasonably lean. It, mm. There wasn't really any any too much extra fat. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing, I've got to bring up my one big, as in my main quibble, was just that smart-ass little scene. Um, oh, my brain's just gone completely blank with um, uh, Mike Myers. Oh. As a record producer. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. You know, he makes a comment about, oh, no one's going to listen to, you know, rock along to this in their car or something. It's like, so do you think that was cheap or. That was, a bit, that was a bit clever, though, wasn't it? I thought it? that was pretty funny. I, I missed it. I missed it, too, but... Yeah. Well, then it failed. I thought it, was a, <laughs> I thought it was a clever joke that I but missed. But, Merv, I've not seen Wayne's World, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to miss that. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, um, mm. What well, about... Yeah, I just thought it was... Yeah, it was a bit too... Reference and... Yeah, I just found it a little bit too... Do you, do you, reckon, too, do you reckon they cast him just so they could make that joke? Yes. That's I think they did. <laughs> really? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why, why well, no, that? apparently mm. apparently Wayne's World was responsible for the second uh, wave of yes. Bohemian Rhapsody being yeah. number one. Yeah. Was it? It oh, hit number that's one right. on the it charts It came back again. number yeah. two or so. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to it, yeah. Um, so there was good uh, reason for that. <clears throat> um, but, uh, Shady, before we mm. move on, sure. favourite favorite scenes? Um, I, I didn't mind the um, the scenes in the home, in the family you know, early on oh, yeah, and was quite, at the end. Yeah. I, was, I was a little bit teary when he, he got a hug from his father. Oh, Call yeah. me an old softy, if you will. I heard you sniffling a bit next you, to me. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, 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 I was trying to hide it. Well. You, you know what I liked? I liked the um, backstage at the Live Aid concert mm-hmm. where he said, maybe we could reenact it. What do you think of David? Uh, oh, I think he's gay. <laughs> Is no, that right? No, no, he says, oh, he seems like a nice fellow. Yeah. Right, right. Um, right. I think he's gay. David's um, the Mary's <laughs> new boyfriend. Yeah, right. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to talk like. Right. It's pretty what hard. is that? What is that? You cannot talk like <laughs> no, Freddie. I don't know how to talk That's like Freddie. No, it's really. He did well. I mean, imagine trying to get that that accent and that voice. Mm. That voice. I mean, fuck. Well, he, um, yeah. I'm still not sure how much of the singing. Well, he didn't. Apparently, I, I've heard him downplay it. He said he had to do all the the style, the visual style of Freddie. And, he, of course, he was singing, and then Brian and Roger came in and mastered Freddie's voice into that. Oh, okay. So he said it's an amalgamation, but, but it's 90% Freddie. I do know one thing. For the audition, um, before Rami met Brian, mm-hmm. and who else would he have met? Um, uh, Roger Taylor. Drum, Roger's, mm. Roger. Uh, he, I think he went to, they went to Roger's flat um, because okay. there was a video, a demo audition tape that Rami had done, made. Mm-hmm. He went over to discuss it. Mm. With the Queen guys. Oh, okay. He arrived and um, they hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, shit. So he had to sit down with them while they watched it. Oh. Imagine that. Jesus. Yeah. And they know the the actual guy. Look, this is what this is the standard you have to get to, mate. Try and get there. Fuck. Oh. He'd be pissing himself, wouldn't he? You would. You would. Yeah. Um. So this this film has done... Some pretty good numbers at the box office. Mm. About three, about four hundred, three ninety, four hundred million worldwide from only a fifty-two budget. So it's certainly washed its face, as they say. Washed? It, do they say that? Somebody. It's does. washed its face. Yeah. It's washed its own face. It's, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it means it's made its money back plus plus some. Um, and it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna keep running. So I think this will be a, a bona fide success. This film. And fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anything it's else? It's a fun film. 
Mm. It's a fun film. I I still yeah. think it is. If you look at it, and the reason why it is a good film is is because it is about something. It doesn't take the whole subject matter too literally, mm. and it it's unafraid to go outside of the story, which we all know you can get from elsewhere if you're really that keen. But I think it deals in archetypes, and it it is talking about some subject matter that's actually bigger than the band itself, if that's possible. Mm, that's yeah. my thought on it. Yep. Well. Um, as a, can I just ask you, Rolly, as a as a musician, mm. did you find that you know the scenes where they were recording in the the farmhouse area? They were, yeah. they were doing the. I think they were they were doing um, uh, a night at the opera album. Yep. Specifically, Bohemian Rhapsody, the song. What did you think of all that? Was that? I thought it was fun. Like I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get caught up in any of the techni- technicalities mm-hmm. of. Oh, it wouldn't have happened like that. No, okay. I think it was done really quite well. Yeah. That the scene where they were cutting the first, I think Queen One or maybe Queen Two, and they were using all the, the coins on the drum and and uh, swinging the thing. Oh, through. Yeah, that was all you know, good laugh on it. That was that was all fun. <laughs> you know, it was a little bit cheesy. Yeah. It was it was a kind of a trope they're doing there. You sure. Know, the, but yeah, yeah the, the the montage of mm-hmm. of how weird can we get in the studio? We have you to know, experiment. That's its own, yeah. That's its own thing. But I thought what worked well in those scenes, and especially for the guitar solo of Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. was Freddie and Brian's relationship, the way that was put across. Where, yeah. yeah. Where it could, have been, it could have been much more confrontational between those two. It could have been put across that way, but it was actually... Sure. They, it, it showed they had a good working relationship, actually, and, 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 and they supported each other. Yeah, that seems like it's... Accurate. I mean, they they shared um, the majority of the songwriting. Those two, um, mm. and uh, Brian would rewrite, would do rewrites for the for the guitar section, of course. So yeah, it, it seems like they weren't cov- covering up anything or trying to fudge anything. It seems like it yeah, was apparently pretty even the. Um, I think it was the heavy section of Bohemian Rhapsody was mm-hmm. written. Freddie had that on his left hand on the piano first. Okay, and then Brian transcribed that to guitar. Ah. As well, so even that was that was completely Freddie's song. Right, right. Oh, good. Hmm. Now, was there anything else I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. I the, the one thing that, and I sort of flagged this at the beginning of the film. I you might have to call me a bit of a Queen nerd, I suppose. Um, I, I've been into them since. I think the Works was the first album I bought, but I was mm. introduced to Queen by a mate at school years ago in the early eighties. And I, I thought, yeah, these rock anthems, they're all right. You know, we will rock you and we're the champions and all that. That's okay. But the first three albums have some fucking peaches on them. They're, they're brilliant. They're the first, yeah, okay. the first three ones. Um, I, so I was thinking, come on, every time, I, every time I'd hear a new song, I'd be thinking, oh, is that, oh, oh there's Now I'm Here from Sheer Heart Attack. Great. Okay. Oh, and then there's one of the other anthem rocks. So I, I don't know. I, would I was hoping to hear a little bit of it didn't go deep enough for you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I wanted to hear like I don't know the the the, the fairy fellas master stroke oh, or God. um okay yeah see I was a greatest hits guy okay <laughs> I had a greatest hits in my yeah. Walkman in okay. the eighties in your Walkman I like to say Walkman <laughs> not Walkman okay gotcha and um uh, it was uh the best thing about it was it had it had flash on it oh, of course right they didn't touch flash did they no at all sadly. No, they yeah. didn't go on that. But what about the... Uh, that was about the third tape I ever bought. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was surprised that... Um, hang on, what was I surprised at? That I had... A, it was on my head. It was on my head. What was I surprised at? Uh, Solo albums. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, so Freddie did not make the... He wasn't even the first to go and do a solo album. Really? In the band? 
Yeah. Who was the first? No, the, the drummer was. Rog? Yeah. Really? And then Brian had what they they were all pushing out ah. solo albums before Freddie anyway. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Wow. Look so much up. for my Queen nerd credentials. Did wow. you know that, Merv? Um, uh, no, but I did know Freddie did a solo album quite early on as well. Yeah, 85 so, or something, I think, yeah. Yeah, so he, I, he, said, I think, and then of he course had he did two. Barcelona afterwards. That's right, he did that, yeah. With oh, the, you're saying he had one before Barcelona? Yeah, Mr. Bad Guy, I think that was called. Oh, that was yeah. Mr. Bad Guy. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then um, Barcelona yeah. with, Mons, what's her name, Montserrat Cabal or something, an oh, opera okay. singer. Yeah, right. Mm. But yeah, as I said, they were, they were doing their own stuff um, yeah, yeah. throughout the career. It definitely was a band, and I think they're one of the only bands who every member has had a number one hit. Uh, you mean now writing? Writing, wise, yeah. having written. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a good one. Yes, well, um, <clears throat> anything else to add, folks? I'm no. I'm all go talked watch, out. enjoy. I want to go. Um, the magic that is Freddie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, whether you know Queen or not, I think this is still a really cool film. Yeah, yeah, well worth watching. I think we'll um, listen to some uh, uh, CDs now. Rolly, what do you reckon? Yeah. Go on, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Merv. Cheers, Merv. No worries. See you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.